Hey guys, thank you so much for downloading this episode. We're talking about boobs, but not in the way you think. So there's nothing sexy about a mammogram. So we're talking about mammograms. We're talking about safe boob massages that aren't even remotely sexy, but might be to you. It depends. We're also talking about Paula's kids because they're driving her crazy because they've been sick for a super long time. And of course, some ugly and awkward moments of the week. All of this and more. So thank you so much and enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Oh my heavens, give it to me. I love you. I'll keep this forever. Paula. Your nipples make or break our marriage. Uncensored as always, it's time for the ugly truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 246. Ugh! Ugh! Yay! We're back for another week of shows. This is Jamie with my sister Paula. We're talking about life and love. No, not really. Do we ever really talk about love romantically? <laughs> I don't think we're capable I don't either. or ma- mature enough to uh, I, actually... I, don't, I, I just think life has beaten the romance out of us. You know, <laughs> it's just... funny that you say that because, okay, I'm going to ask you something. <laughs> okay. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get the words out. Do it! <laughs> Do you ever refer to sex as making love? Oh, no! <laughs> Do you? No. Jeez, no. Oh, my God. I think, okay, being completely candid, I think one one or two times, Daryl was like, I want to make love to you. And I'm like, oh. Like, what? And, and I'm like, what? really? Really? I don't really? do that. <laughs> what? Are you trying a new tactic? What movie did you watch? God. I do not want to be made love to. I don't even know who does that. I, like those Harlequin romance novels. Do they even say it in those? Don't they Probably. usually get a little naughty in those? I don't I even don't know. know. I just, I'm like, do real people say that? <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I I have never, I mean, no. <laughs> I'm just... speechless because I can't fathom anyone who truly loves sex would ever say that it's just weird well i just i don't know what made me think about it the other day but i was just thinking about it and i'm like i couldn't even utter the words because like, it's just no that's like it's like trying to say your worst word like you know when you cringe when you say the word fart or something or like the that. f the other f word that we can't even utter oh god <laughs> the f e e yeah (laughs) don't spell it out all the way i know what you're talking about you know what sucks is when i do even i see a visual and it just grosses me out to know it like i can't even with the the f word that we the leg hands we can't do it i can't do it it's that it's that bad making love is that bad god i can't believe you're saying it so freely i just can you imagine someone walking up to you in the kitchen when you're preparing macaroni and cheese so you want to make love tonight i'd be like (laughs) god do you no. Who are you talking to? Are, are you trying to say, tell me, are you trying to get me to dry up? Do you I want mean, me to say no? We can like have sex, but I don't know what the <laughs> other thing it is that you're talking about. That just sounds gross. <laughs> I would like to know where that came from. Where did that originate? <laughs> I remember actually, oh, you know, now that you say that, 
apparently, and I don't buy this, I was reading something, this was a long time ago, that making love did not mean sex initially. I'll have to Google it. I'll have to look it up. (laughs) What did it mean? I don't know, but it didn't mean having sex. It meant something else. Well, be careful when you Google that. (laughs) I'm just saying. I might see some very frigid British people laying down next to each other in flannel get nightgowns. I don't know. Kama Sutra or... (laughs) No, I don't know. But no, I do not appreciate that statement. And if someone were to ask me, I would say absolutely not. No, I do not. Absolutely no. You've no ruined means it. no. You've ruined it for at least two days. Yeah, there nothing is going on on this pod that that <laughs> that will let those words entice me into doing anything for you at all. Can you imagine? Yes, let's make love and then trying to you know suck some guy's dick after that. No, it's like no. That's making love. Ew, now, no. like if they were a foreigner, maybe like. That would make a difference. Well, if they asked me in French or Italian, I might do it. Yeah, because <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'd be like, yeah, sure, or whatever. I don't know just, what you just said. You could tell me that my ass was huge. And, and I would be like, like yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, may we? <laughs> God, no shit. Anyways, I was just curious. I was just curious if it was a phrase that it was something that you used. or Do you honestly and, and, think... No. Well, I didn't know. You said you were like married to the most romantic man on earth. Actually, I am not married to the most romantic man on earth. He is sentimental. And that's different because if, if, if he was romantic, I would be, you know, flush with, you know, flowers all the time and jewelry and things of that nature. When in reality, it's very rare. He'll go, he will wake up every couple of months and go, you know what? I haven't sent her flowers and then he'll send them for me. You know, he'll send them to me. And I think that's really sweet. I, you know, I love fresh cut flowers. I love them. Uh-huh. So that's great. And I know that there are some men who never do that unless it's Valentine's Day or birthday. So I get it that I'm lucky in that sense. But I can do anything. It reminds me of that comedian uh, when Bill Cosby was not a rapist, when he said that a kid will get a piece of wood and he'll put a nick in it and he'll give it to his mom. He's like, mom, I made this for you. And then the woman, the mom's like, oh my heavens, give it to me. I love you. I'll keep this forever. Right. (laughs) And then you give that same piece of wood to the dad. He goes, what the hell is this? A piece of wood? Where did you get this? Throw this out. What the hell? It's that, that, (laughs) you know, sentimentalist. I'm like, what the hell is this? A piece of wood? But I can give him a, a, a shred of paper with a note on it and I'll put it in his bag for when he travels and mm-hmm. he will keep that thing until the t- until it literally disintegrates into dust. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, he's sentimental and, and I know that and so I, I like to, you know, that's how I take care of him. He knows what I like and he's a dude and he doesn't have a very long attention span so he has to write things down and then remind himself. Stuff like that. But I will tell you this. He does pay attention. He knows my anxiety really well. He knows Uh when I'm getting anxious, even though I I obviously really know when I'm anxious. But he's starting, you know, that we've been together long enough. He can sense when a new wave of anxiety is coming. And I use comedy a lot to or humor to kind of (laughs) deflect my anxiety to kind of make me feel like I know I'm being ridiculous. I know that nothing bad's going to happen, but I have to say these things out loud. And he kind of allows it without going, that's enough. 
Yeah, you know? right. You're like Miranda at that one dinner party they went to. Remember? <laughs> no. And then Carrie's oh. just like, what's up? Do I need a two drink minimum here? Or... <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, uh, so speaking of, I had my mammogram this week. Oh, and that, it's, yeah, those two correlate well. Yes, don't they? <laughs> well, I t- obviously, with the way things are, you have to schedule those things pretty far in advance because they get booked up pretty quickly, especially if you have a very specific place and time you want to go, which I do. And so I booked it for this last Monday, and it was at 7 in the morning because oh, I want it out of the way. And there's a, there's a couple of reasons why I want that. One, the technician or the woman that has been doing my mammograms for three years is always there and she only works mornings. She doesn't work after like 10 or 11. And so the earlier, the better. And every year I, f- I hope that she's still there because <laughs> she's the only one that makes me comfortable and she accepts that I'm freaking out and she's really great about it. And so that's one reason. The second reason is I figure if something's not right when she does my mammogram, they immediately take you and do they'll do a biopsy or they'll do a a more in-depth mammogram you know Mm -hmm. and i want to get it if it's going to happen i want to know right away i don't want to get the call at six o'clock at night that i have to come back the next day i want it all done right away and so that's the other reason that makes sense yeah i just figured if you're going to scare me to death let's just do it all in one fail swoop that's kind of my my thought process start started early Right. And so, of course, for the three days leading up to the actual appointment, I'm horribly anxious (laughs) and I have, you know, massaged my breasts all the time for the last 48 hours, hoping that I don't feel anything because I don't want to be surprised if they find something. And so and, you know, understand, I go to the doctor every year. I have an annual. I have the mammogram. Everything's been on the up and up. But, you know, the older you get, the more possibilities there are, because that's just kind of the way life is. And so I was sitting on the couch and I I turned to him and I said, you know, uh, when you have to have a mastectomy, they remove your nipples. So you kind of look like Barbie. And I said that it's that's how it is. Oh, they take them. And I mean, now, like uh, Angelina Jolie, she's so able to have this technology that they literally removed her nipples and the nerves and they put them like in little Petri dishes. So they did the whole mastectomy and the reconstructive surgery, you know, get, you know, giving you the fake boobs and everything. And they were able to reattach her nipples, which is not common. That's actually really new technology, and it's probably incredibly expensive. So not everybody gets that. But what most women do is they either get, you know, you get the little pasties so that your bra, so it looks like you've got nipples. But now women are tattooing nipples on. And I said, would it be all right if I just got tattoos? Because I don't think we're at that level where we can, you know, harvest my nipples. (laughs) And put them back on after a mastectomy. And this is like, we're watching Family Guy or something. And he turns to me. He's like, what? What are you talking about? I go, well, my mammogram's tomorrow. And I'm just saying that if something happens and we go through this process, I'm going to treat things aggressively and my nips may be gone. I mean, if we can afford to to harvest the nips, great. But I highly doubt it. And he's like, Jamie, everything is fine. You're not going to have a mastectomy. You're not going to need it. I go, what if I do? That's all I'm asking you. Will you love me if I have no nips? He's like, (laughs) yes. I mean, what is he going to say? Absolutely not. This thing is over. 
Your nipples make or break our marriage. (laughs) You know why we're in this. You know why I'm here. (laughs) So I said, all right, fine. And so, of course, I did not sleep well. I was up at the crack. Luckily, I had to be there early. And so the morning of the mammogram, I'm like super resolute. Like I I have no emotions anymore. It's like it's it was so far out that it had reverted back to I have I'm empty inside. Basically, I'm dead inside at this point. Mm-hmm. So I, I get there. Everything is on the up and up. And he's like, why are you know, he was he wanted to come with me. And I said, oh, you absolutely will not come with me. No, I, I need to do this by myself. I can't have others. I just need to do this. And it was funny because the technician told me that when women come to get them, they usually bring like a bunch of girlfriends so that they're all there together to do it. Is it like a party? Yeah, they do. They do it like a party because it's scary. And they, they basically say, look, if one of us has anything wrong, you know, just like in the, the cartoon family guy, it's like if one thing is, if one of us has any kind of tumors, we're all going to Bali, you know, we're all going <laughs> to go on vacation. So, uh, but I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. So every year that I have one, she always says, well, I don't see anything, but you have des- dense breast tissue. So if they get a, if you get a phone call, don't be surprised. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. It's there's nothing there. But if they they feel like they need a better shot, they they may call. So don't freak out. She didn't say that this year. <laughs> she didn't say that this year. So I went through the whole process and she remembered me and she's like, oh, you were here just a year ago today. And I said, I know you've been doing them for now four years. And uh, she's like, OK, well, you know what? Have a great day. And I'm like, and and nothing. And so I've been a wreck ever since. Because you don't have your dense breast tissue. She didn't say that she didn't see anything and like she usually does. And Mm -hmm. which is no big deal. And she isn't really allowed to say that anyway, because if they do happen to see some kind of inconsistency, they would they they would say you shouldn't have told her that, you know, because there is something there. So she didn't say anything this time. And I'm I'm hoping that it was because things were running late because I got there and it took almost an hour to get in, which is very unusual. And I'm hoping that it was kind of just a rush job. And that's all it was. She was casual and cool. She's like, all right, have a great rest of your day. But of course, being anxious, I'm reading into everything. You know, I'm like, she's telling me to have a great rest of my day because tomorrow's going to be horrible. Like, what am I going to get a call, a letter? And I'm waiting for my doctor to call to tell me it's all the, I got the all clear. And so, you know, how long has it been? Four days. Jamie, I'm sure if there was something in there, you would have been called by now. I hope so. I hope there wasn't like a backlog or something. But, you know, you're going to you're almost to the mammogram phase. What? What age? 40. (gasps) That's when I started. So I'm just saying they of course, there's a million things they say. Oh, you don't have to do it. You know, you can wait till you're 50. And I'm like, fuck that. No, I know way too many women who got breast cancer in their late 30s, early 40s. I started when I was 40. I wasn't going to dick around. No way. Wow. So I'm telling you. And, you know, and I tell mom, you know, I tell her mom, who's obviously not 40. And she's like, yeah, it's been a while since I've been. And I'm like, mom, I sat with you at Sam's restaurant when I was 20 years old. And you had to go back for a redo because they found something in your boob. You were hammered at 10 a.m. because you thought you had breast cancer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so do not tell me that you shouldn't be going to get those things checked out every year. And she's like, well, it's been a couple years. I guess I should go. But, you know, I've just been going through other health issues. And I'm like, no excuse. 
no excuse. You have to get it done. It's, it takes 10 minutes. And I would much rather be anxious than not know and then find out, you know, five years from now that I had something that was totally curable and didn't do it because I was afraid. So I don't mind going through the three days of anxiety and waiting for the call and all that stuff. And I'm fully prepared to have to go back, you know, because I do have the the dense breast tissue thing, which runs in the family. And so you never know. You never know. But I'm feeling fine about it. I don't think, honestly, they would have called me fairly quickly if there was truly a concern. They don't wait around for that stuff. So I don't I wouldn't think so. I think there's probably two (laughs) piles that, you know, of screens. Yes. And yes. The other pile gets, you know, called pretty quick. They're probably at the top of the deck. No doubt. I would think so. No doubt. So, ladies, get them done and do your monthly, you know, do the monthly breast thing in the shower. That's what I do. I mean, you know, it's not sexy. Don't think for a second, male listeners, that it is a sexy thing. It's not because you're sitting there with your eyes and you're shaking and going, what is that? What was that? Wait, no, grapes are okay. Rocks are bad. You know, that's basically it. So... Not all of us are like you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> everybody else is like, they have a blase attitude about it. <laughs> Pretty Probably much. True. I'm just like, you know, do the quick <laughs> massage and then I'm just like, all right, I'm going to shave my armpits. <laughs> Actually, you know, I had anxiety about having um, in, gla- in uh, what are the the lymph nodes under your arm yeah. being engorged because of terms of endearment because she had tumors under there. Oh, under I her thought, armpit. Yeah. yeah. So I thought for sure. It, that I would that that was going to be me. So one time I was laying down and I I had a, like an itch right under right under my armpit and I scratched and I thought I felt a bump and it was my rib or something. It was ridiculous. God, was you're ridiculous. so traumatic. I know, but I have a little PTSD. I mean, I did lose my best friend to leukemia at a very yeah, fragile that's time. True. That's and our true. Parent, yeah, and it was a devastating loss. So. I, I mean, I definitely need to get over it, but it's hard. It's hard. But we did lose, you know, several uh, aunts to yeah. and our grandmother to cancer. So We did. I mean, the thing is, is that it's hard to determine if it's environmental or genetic, you know, because our mom is nowhere near. She doesn't have anything. So, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Do your mammograms, ladies. When it's time, don't don't go running out when you're 20 unless you feel something. But how many of us thought we had breast cancer when we were going through puberty, though? Oh, God. I think we all did, right? <laughs> Those stupid glands. They Those hurt dang, so freaking bad. They hurt and they're round and hard and they're little breast buds. And we're like, I oh. have a tumor. We and mom would be like, that. honey. Of course, no. mom never explained a damn thing to any of us <laughs> or what it's to true. expect. That is true. She relied so. on the school system to teach us. And Cosmopolitan magazine. So, <laughs> you know, true. That, that, is was, so that was true. our choice. Well, I'm going to explain much more to my children. And yes. what I'd like to explain to my children right now is that just because you're sick doesn't mean that you can't can't clean up after yourself you came over this last weekend yeah and uh your kids seemed fine they were jumping up and down and doing great and they didn't look pale and sickly but apparently they kind of took a turn yeah well ryan did for sure because um by the time we got him to dr grants the next day 
he's just like, oh, he's all, you've got lots of infections. Oh, God. <laughs> and so, Gross. of course, I feel like the asshole parent, like, well, it you know, just so fast. waited so long to take him. But I'm like, we took him to the urgent care twice. And she said there was nothing wrong. But so they're ill and they're just like throwing their snot rags on the floor. It's not so much that. It's just like their glasses, their mm. bowls, you know, their soda cans. And, you know, Victor, he throws his stuff away. But like, you know, he put the trash cans out on the street, but I had to pull them back up. You know, the yeah. trash needs to be taken back out. The sink is just full of dishes. You know, I still have to cook dinner. And I'm just like, you know, and then like there was just so much dog hair all over the living room. And the so I'm like swiffering everywhere. Ugh. And then, you know, there's cat crap that I'm picking up the cat crap that, you know, we expect just we don't know where it's coming from or where it's going to be. And I'm just getting really resentful because I'm just like, <laughs> you know, this must be the life, you know, to just lie around and have everything picked up and cleaned. And well, that's what we all aspire to. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> it's so true. How long how long of that did that last before you lost your shit? Because there's no way you haven't. lost. I haven't because now everybody's on antibiotics. So I would say by Friday. If it's not changed, then I'm going to start demanding that people yeah. start. I I'm, I will start dulling out chores. You are more patient than me because I would have been like, okay, you are well enough to get up and to play your video games and to watch your shows and to pull out every toy that you own. Uh, and yet somehow you're too weak and ill to return the things where they belong or to pick up your dirty clothes or whatever that I'd be like, first of all, be lucky that you're even here because you would, you know, if this was me, I would have been back at school after a day of antibiotics. Like there would right. be no, there'd be no rest period. It'd be like, you're inconveniencing my life. You're on antibiotics. You're not contagious. Get your ass to school. Right. Go to bed early if you're tired. You know, that's right. pretty much how our life went. So I have no sympathy. Once you're once you're recovering and you're no longer contagious, if you're so sick, then you need to be in bed is pretty much what I would do. And there only there was only one kid who would call my bluff when I did that, and that was Mackenzie. And she'd be like, that's fine. I'll be in bed all day. And she would, <laughs> she would be jerk. in bed all day. I know. What There's always one. Jerk. There's always one, you know? Yeah. So. And, you know, because Olivia's still little, she's like, Mom, can you make me some ramen? Can mm -hmm. I have a pancake on a stick? Can wow. you help me get a, a drink of water? So I I basically become her personal, you know, Servant. maid. <laughs> and then um, what the thing that gets me, though, is, is like you have like the pots and pans from dinner the night before if you mm -hmm. didn't wash them. Right. Victor decides to just put them in the sink and not rinse them off. <laughs> not even not, soak? No, not even not even scoop out the food that's still in oh there. Oh, my God. And it just puts them in the sink. And I'm like, well, this is nice. What is this? You know, <laughs> this and is then, a new chore. I know it sucks. It does suck. If anybody who is a stay-at-home parent thinks that it's easy and that you lay around all day, you are sorely mistaken. And that's the that's the drawback of staying at home. Even with one kid, they're messy and selfish and they're just inherently that way because that they're children and we mold them to not be that way. So by the time they leave, 
they're perfect gentlemen and ladies, but at, before that, they're ungrateful, lazy little assholes. And they're not always like that, but that's they start off that way. And you have to kind of beat it out of them somehow. Not physically, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, And you're right at a time period where... I mean, you know, Ryan's in the throes of puberty, so he's being a little dick. And then Olivia's like, oh, but I'm just so small. I just need assistance she is. with everything. <laughs> she is. And bats her big blue eyes, you know. <laughs> that will grow old. Wait till she gets her period. Oh, weird. God. Gosh. You won't find her so adorable. <laughs> I just think, I keep thinking, you know, she's got to grow at some point. She has. But... She has grown, but pretty soon she'll be like, ma, meatloaf, we and want then, it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> where is it? <laughs> well, the sixth season will come to an end. Summer will come. Everything will die and dry out and you can send them, you know, they'll be doing their activities. They won't even be home to mess anything up. Hopefully. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. Speaking of school, so uh, you, God, your kid's going to be in seventh grade. Was there any surprises? Did he go with you? Yeah. To the seventh grade orientation? Yeah, we had the seventh grade orientation this week, which after 10 minutes in, I kept leaning over to him. I'm like, you know, if you're not feeling well enough, we can leave. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, mom, I want to stay. And I'm just like, he's being all studious. And you're like, uh. You know, and so then I'm writing notes on the notepad. I wrote like, I'm thirsty. (laughs) Just stupid little things. You're the kid. You're the kid. I was being the kid. He was being the adult. But um, we got to hear from the principal, the vice principal, and then all the like the department leads in like, you know, math, English, history, Bored. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was so boring. It was like beyond boring. I've gone to those and you always see there's always different types of parents. You see the ones that are front and center and they have everyone's they have the attention of all the staff. They are ready to roll. They've got right. their pad and their pen and they've got everything organized and they are ready and then there's like a couple rows back. There's the parent who turns their child going, do you hear what happens if you do that? You will get in trouble, Matthew. You will get in trouble. I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. Because that there's those parents. And then there's parents like me and you were like, bored. When do we get to have the orange drink? Where's the, cookie pl- where's the bake sale? You know? Just tell me how much money you want and I can get out of here. Listen, I'll write you a check right now and let me yeah. leave. So, no, we had to sit there and listen to every person. And then they, you know, they talked about what was AP science, AP math, mm-hmm, AP mm-hmm. history, AP, you know, blah, P blah, blah. Or yeah, whatever. right, right. Know. So it all went through that. And then they have this program. It's called a kickstart program. Oh, OK. Which is over the summer. Um, it's like three days is it before school starts or just like two weeks before school starts? They have the students come in, whoever wants to, mm-hmm. and they basically mirror what th- what three days of school would be like. Oh, you totally make Ryan do that, right? Yeah, he wants yeah. to do it. He should do and, it. And so they walk around at the school and see like where all the the wings are. So mm-hmm. like this is the science wing. This is, you know, the boys locker room and blah 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 and this is where you get your lunch and so they actually get a lunch and you know stand in line and see how to pay for it and everything so that way when school actually starts they already don't get afraid and they already know how to do it so 
God, you know, I'm I'm just reflecting on what kind of parent we are, what kind of example we set when we go to those things. We're so effing rebellious. Like, we give zero fucks about authority. None. I know. None. And yet we were good. You and I were really good students in school. Yeah. Like, we really were. We just had a bad attitude. Isn't that it, weird how that is? Like, well, you and I did really well in school. I mean, we obviously didn't go together because you're younger than I am. Yeah. But not, neither one of us really got in any kind of trouble. Like, we were really good kids. And yet here we are going, bored, I hate it, dumb. But, you know, we were like that in church, too. <laughs> but I told Ryan, I'm like, it's not that hard to figure out. Do you really well, want to go to this three-day thing? <laughs> yeah, yes or no. How much? $10? Done. You know, whatever. I'm good. And then they're like, your schedule will be ready on August blah, 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 between 8 and 8.25. And I'm just a. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just like AM. Like we're still in spring break or uh, summer summer break it's mode. Summer. I'm like I don't have to come here at 8 a.m. Well, you, so, usually, God, so usually I'm fighting not- everything. Yeah, <laughs> you're already like really complaining really? about everything. 8 a.m. on a Friday morning in summer. Come on, <laughs> right. I feel bad. I'm not like excited about anything. You are. It's just. We've been doing this for so long that I, I remember by the time Malia's in high school and we went to zero open houses for any of the kids. I think we went to one one year when Tyler was like a freshman, which was like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And we went and Tyler's like, why are you here? And it's like, well, it's open house. We're supposed to go. It's a fun time. And he's like, it's dumb. And so we went to the one class where he got extra credit if the parents came and signed in. So we did that, and we meandered around a little bit, because it was like our first high school kid. We were excited, you know? Yeah. Uh, now I'm like, Malia, when's open house? Like, I know, mother. I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? You're a cheerleader. You're supposed to go to those things. He's like, we don't have to go to those. No one goes to those. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> so now we're just like, I don't even know what an open house is anymore. Like, they just don't even exist. And in fact, middle school, they don't even do open houses because the kids are so terrible. You just show up after school and they take you to their homeroom class and show you all their paperwork and then they issue you their report card. And if, oh, you, want, wow. if you want to talk to the teacher, you can. And I'm not saying it's like that for everybody. I'm just saying for our the school that our kids went to, that's what it was like by the end when Malia was there. It was very different because the teachers, you know, you've heard that adage that middle school is where teachers go to die because no one wants to teach those children. Because Oh, so yeah. Instead of the and you should have heard the teachers last night, they were just <laughs> raving about how they loved being there. And, you know, they prefer <laughs> middle school and they, they, lie. Actually, they actually chose to be there. No, and, you didn't. You know, <laughs> no, all you this not. stuff. And nope. No. And then the vice principal, I could have sworn he was like our age, but I guess well, we're not poss- 20. I know. I guess that's possible. Yeah. So, it was weird, but he's it like, it's always weird. He's like, I'm an administrator. And he's like, I always enjoy being the vice principal. He says, but you don't really want to come see me because I guess the <laughs> vice principal's the uh, disciplinarian, the disciplinarian. Yes. But he kept telling joke like like uh jokes as he was talking Mm. and i'm just like this is getting awkward because you're not really that funny (laughs) you're not killing the room dude no you're you're not you're bombing 
he, he would let them like tail off and then just I would be like, going. you're no Richard Jenny. Get off the stage. <laughs> right. If I had like tomatoes, I would have thrown them at him. But, Boo! Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, even though I give Ryan a hard time, I'll probably end up doing all of those things. Well, just of course you will. I know he, how he is. And then he got pretty, you know, interested when the athletics uh, well, teacher came up there. Yes. That's the and most important so thing for boys. We learned about when all of the uh, athletics the start. And let him do all of them. That's my advice to you. We let the kids do all of them because it's never going to be that cheap again. And then yeah. they find out what they don't want to do. And then they then ultimately they whittle it down and end up finding something they love. Like I know he is really thinking about wrestling mm-hmm. or football, but either way, he should do it all. It's fine. Right. Right. So, so that's good. It was an hour and a half long, but that's all. <laughs> that's all that's when's the last time you sat in a metal chair for an hour and a half oh, probably seventh grade orientation <laughs> probably yeah, was just... oh and then ryan said notice that there was a dance the first month mm, yeah and so ryan's just like i can't believe there's a dance the first month well, they do them every <laughs> so, month usually and so um no, not this high school. They do. I, I think they do them about once a quarter. Yeah, so for a year, and then and eighth grade has their special one. Yeah, they, they do. But yes. this school, they make them less like dancey. There's dancing. There's dancing, but then they do like laser tag, oh, and wow. then they have like you know a game truck. And that's kind of cool. All that kind of stuff. So that way, if you know, if you want to go to the dance, but you don't necessarily want to dance, but you still want to socialize, then you can. I mean, you know, I would say that's a that it's too bad because it's a rite of passage to have to force people to interact without distractions. Yeah. So there's something to be said about that. However, it probably does get more kids to go if they don't feel like they're forced to stand around like a dork for two right. hours waiting for some dumb boy to meander around i oh god it's just such an awkward time it's <laughs> such an awkward time i know i really god everything is sweaty and smelly and greasy and <laughs> you're just feeling ugly and gangly oh pimply god, I'm, so, I'm so glad i'm not ever having if i ever if, if reincarnation existed <laughs> I'd probably become, I'd come back as a 11-year-old pubescent boy. <laughs> have to God. deal with some kind of weight issue or something. It would just be the worst. I don't know what I God. would do. But speaking of awkward, we really need to get to our ugly and awkward moments of the week. have one of those exercise balls. Oops, hold on. Excuse me. Bless you. Excuse me. I don't know. That was my ugly and awkward moment of the week. There you go. (laughs) So I have one of those exercise balls that you like can lay on your back and you can do like sit-ups or you can lay on your stomach and do like leg-ups and things like that. Okay. I was sitting on it and I had my slippers on and so my slippers don't have any tread and okay. so I was kind of like woo I was like playing on it and Ryan Victor and Olivia were all in the living room while I was doing this and mm. uh, they were watching you do this yes 
I somehow lost my balance and I went to go like stop myself with my slippers, but my slippers have no tread. So I was kind of like, like a, like a, you know, when a cat gets scared and they, their paws kind of go sideways cause they're trying to run. Yes. That so was you. I tried to like get my, my bearings with my <laughs> slippers, with but no they tread. wouldn't do. And so I actually kicked the end table <laughs> and then I, I fell sideways and I landed hard on the ground on my hip. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I was so embarrassed and I was embarrassed because I kind of got hurt a little bit oh god I hate that so much and Victor's like what are you doing so he came and picked me up like a child you know you didn't get mad no I just started laughing oh my goodness and so because you know I got hurt and yeah yeah you didn't cry no I mean i it wasn't like that bad, but oh. I was just laughing. So of course I went in the bathroom and I like lifted up my nightgown and I was just Ugh. like, what am I, you know, looking at seeing if you I have, have a, a bruise or do you have one? I had a bruise on the top of my foot from kicking the table. <laughs> God. Oh, so Suck. anyways, it was, wow. That's violent. That's a violent turn. I know. God. So I uh, will only properly use the therapeutic ball and yeah don't be goofing around in that thing what are you doing working out in a nightgown anyway girl geez put well, on a I legging w- i wasn't working out i was just sitting on it and you were goofing being, around because all all the other kids sit on it and you know but well you know they're young not a, and yeah they have a little more of a core and pliable <laughs> i guess I yes don't know. wow well you know what there you go just yeah. uh only use it for its intended purpose perhaps don't do anything unusual on it anymore Awkward moments will abound, though. So yeah. keep it around. Agree. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's like, I need an awkward moment. I think I'll go get on my exercise ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to create an awkward moment. Anyway, okay, here's my awkward moment. Okay. La- last weekend, Daryl and I were running errands, as you know, people do when you have a, a spouse who likes to do everything with you. And so we were uh, at Trader Joe's mm-hmm. where we pulled into a parking spot at Trader Joe's and we go in and we get whatever we need, our frozen mangoes and whatever. And we're coming out. And you know how much I hate minivans. Daryl does, too. But he, I hate them more than he does because oh. he was also once married and there was discussions of minivan talk from one child. Come on. Well, listen, it, it was another life. And I'm not saying he would have done it. Like, I don't think he was all in on it, but I think that it was one of those relationships where he would have just relented and it would have it would have happened and he just never would have driven it. But anyway, I hate them. I hate them a lot. And so I didn't know that. I oh mean, my God. most people don't like minivans, but I didn't know you had like, you know, an actual hate for them. I have an aversion. I, I think I know a lot of people that I love who have had them and they are useful when you have a lot of kids or if they're super busy they have sports and dance and ballet and they go to two different schools i mean those things you know are important well like like the family that you had probably could have benefited from a minivan and we just got a suv instead but the difference is is that minivans are a lot cheaper and that's 
I mean, and um, yeah, I, SUVs are. No, I'm not saying that you should have gotten a minivan. <laughs> it was a well worth the investment to go <laughs> I'm above just saying, a minivan. SUVs are cheap or yeah, more expensive, so I can see why people get minivans. And you know, and I I appreciate those that get black or something that's not the green or the gold or the blue that a lot of people end up getting. Anyway, so we're coming back out to our car and there's a black minivan parked next to us and they did a shit job parking. Great. They were over on the white line. It was cl- really, really close to my side. I mean, I could get in and everything, but it was a shitty job. And of course, because I have this hateful aversion to minivans, I walk right up to it and I go, look at this shitty parking job. Oh God. Minivan people, right? car was full of people (laughs) with a window rolled down the woman in the front seat who was obviously sitting with her children while the husband went in to get whatever at trader joe's she literally turned and looked the other way like she wouldn't her her neck was cranked so far over to over her shoulder she literally would never turn and i turned to joe i'm like Oh, God, the car's full of people, and the windows are down. Of course they are. (laughs) And he goes, they're children, Jamie. They're children. They don't know I'm like that woman in the front scene ain't no child. That is the wife who's going, fucking Thomas. Why did he have to park like that? You know? Oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, you know, I want to feel bad. I mean, it was an awkward moment because of my big mouth. Right. But on the other hand... She was also feeling awkward because, well, I made her feel bad. I didn't mean to. It was her husband or girlfriend. I don't know. Whoever. It was, I felt bad because I would never purposely go out of my way to directly assault someone verbally (laughs) about their parking job. It's just too dangerous. But yeah. So I think you won. Oh, you do? Um, Oh, absolutely. I thought you won. What? Oh, no. I think you're, you're falling and bruising and all of that garbage. That's... That's classic awkward moment. Yay! 10,000 points. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay, well then, thank you everybody for joining us this week. I hope you are enjoying us having two shows. I know we are enjoying doing them. We look forward to talking to you again on Wednesday. And we'll see you then. Bye! Bye! That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.